Welcome, everybody, to the Hoosier Town Breakdown. It is Wednesday, November 10th, 2021. I am Alan Platt, and that is... This is Greg Dash. Good to be with you guys. Hey, you might... Hoosier Nation. Yeah, you might be able to tell Greg is uh, at an undisclosed bunker. He's coming to us via the the, uh, interwebs and the cell phones. Uh, He's under the weather, but he's playing hurt for you. So uh, we're going to do a... We thought, uh, even though he's still recovering, uh, we thought we'd get a show in here and uh, share some thoughts about the most recent uh, football game uh, or game since we've last talked and most importantly the beginning of the Mike Woodson era uh, here in Bloomington or up in Bloomington and uh, as the Indiana Hoosiers play the Eastern Michigan what are they Greg what's their uh, what's their uh, ah that's a good question I'm going to go with the Eastern Michigan Lake Lake Lakers. No, I don't know. The green, the, the greens. I know they. I know they had a color. Uh, I know green was part of their color, but uh, yeah, I'm green. Not sure. I think green was also the green light for the young uh, freshman Farrakhan from the Eastern Michigan team who uh, pulled twenty-one shots and didn't make the first thirteen, but the last five that he made. Uh, three were three pointers, uh, five of seven from the line, and he made it an interesting game. What were your uh, yeah, he, initial he was, thoughts? Uh, I think at one point he was five for nineteen, but he was shooting like he was nineteen for nineteen because he just he was had such confidence and uh, he was just uh, a brazen young man out there, and he single handedly almost won the game for him. Pretty uh, pretty impressive, but also pretty uh, potentially disturbing on our on our side of the ball. But um, I, I thought just. Uh, just to see Mike Woodson on the bench, uh, Dane Fife, Thad Mata, it was just, it was a surreal look and, and, um, uh, just excited for, for this era. Uh, obviously there was quite a bit to point to that, that I thought they did well and certainly a lot they can grow from and build from and correct to try to, um, correct some of the things that, that, kind of became the downfall when they had a 21 point lead and it got all the way down to two. Right. I believe at one time. And, you know, we're kind of the same things that have victimized us in the past, uh, a long scoring drought, uh, missed free throws and the things that felt all too familiar based on the, the, the past, but they found a way it's a win. It's a, it's the, uh, it, it was a better debut than Archie Miller had in his home opener against Indiana state when they ran us off the court. Um, beat us by 20 plus points so yeah we got that going for us yeah so the Hoosiers came out and uh looked fairly good at the beginning uh Parker Stewart hit a couple of threes initially uh right out of the gate uh the Hoosiers built a uh a decent and convincing lead both at halftime and even into the second half like you said getting up uh up to a 21 point lead I think and then it started to uh really fizzle and my thought was Greg that a couple of things led to that. One, we, we've already talked about the hot shooting that uh, really started for uh, the player of Farrakhan from uh, Eastern Michigan, but also some what I'll, I'll call maybe bad choices on uh, three-point shots, uh, maybe some unlucky misses, a couple fouls that, you know, that maybe uh, kind of one of them, which was a ghost foul on a three-point shot that Farrakhan was taking, and he kicked his leg up and, and, and drew, the, drew the attention of the ref enough to get uh, three freebies. But, you know, I, to me, there was a lot of great pieces there and the things that I, I looked at it as, you know, a, a lots of positives. F- from what I saw, I thought Race Thompson 
is just better this year, faster, stronger, more engaged. Looks like he's playing more freely. Trace Jackson Davis had a very efficient night, you know, 37 minutes, 9 of 14 shooting. He was 3 of 7 from the line, which is still an issue uh, that's kind of a hangover from last year, which I think he's going to need to take advantage of the line because he's going to get there a lot. Um, he, he was better with his offhand. He he pulled down 14 rebounds and uh, had a total of 21 points. I thought, uh, you know, uh, Xavier Johnson is an upgrade for that position. Frankly, he's just he he's strong. He's able to get to the basket. He had a lot of change of pace uh, shots that I thought were really impressive. Seemed to find the open guy. Uh, so I, I like that uh, look. I really thought Cop didn't do a whole lot. But um, I think he is going to prove to be a good player. He also seems to be a guy that um, if his shot's going, he's going to be a, uh, a much more of a threat. But he was 1-5 of five, uh, from field goal range and uh, shooting, 0-3 from three-point range. And I think that kind of capped him a little bit maybe uh, more than he wanted to have in his debut. Um, and the last thing I'll mention before I kind of throw it back to you is that, you know, off the bench, I really like seeing – uh, Jordan Geronimo and uh, Rob Finnessy both came in with a lot of uh, energy, enthusiasm. They seemed to play with uh, with a purpose. Uh, Rob also had a, a poor shooting night, three of eleven, uh, one of five from the three point range. But what I saw is a guy, uh, you know, a team that really is just starting to play together. This is their first really, you know, that their first game that it you know counts. And uh, it looked like a team that was just playing together somewhat for the first time. But the pieces are there for, I think, uh, a team that can be really exciting to watch, especially when we get into February and March. Yeah, I agree. I think I think they've got uh, they've got a lot of pieces, and it's a matter of just the coaching staff trying to figure out the right combinations, the right lineups, and and um, mismatches and things like that. And 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 I really was impressed with Xavier Johnson. I think Tamara Bates uh, was going to be a, a really good player. Um, I really liked what he brought it, what he brought. Um, and I, I was a little surprised that it, it was so great to see uh, Parker Stewart hit those first two threes. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is such a great thing to see. And I, I was surprised he didn't play a whole lot um, after that. Uh, he didn't didn't really get in there a whole lot. But um, but we know what he can do. I mean, he's a uh, he's he's one of those. One of those guys, one of those few guys that you could really trust shooting a three ball, and and, and you want him to get looks. Um, there's certain guys you really don't want taking them, and certain guys you do. So he's one of them. Yeah, he definitely he, he ended up with 27 minutes, but I think a couple of early fouls got him to the bench, and then he just uh, I'm not sure exactly why, but he just didn't get back in as much in the lineup as maybe we would have thought. But um, yeah, a really good start for him. Yeah, I, I yeah I, I didn't realize he had played played that that much but uh, i guess he just didn't didn't uh, seem as be as relevant when it came to shooting and so um or getting very many more shots but um i thought that i mean i thought galloway you know added a few things uh like I said geronimo with that the the the, the slam of the, the night right the, the way he stretched to, to get that alley-oop was bizarre um very uh very highlight worthy and but yeah, Race Thompson to me was the most impressive because I just he, he just represents everything that's right about IU basketball, past, present, and future. He just the way he plays, his mindset, 
he just he's just a he's a gritty player. He gets it. He knows how to make winning plays. He's unselfish. He's just relentless, and he does so many things. Um, for, for the, that you you look at him and you don't think, well, he's not that big of a guy, but kind of like a Matt Nover. You know, Nover wasn't a huge guy, but he he played bigger than he was. Um, Jared Odell, kind of the same thing, but uh, Race Thompson just he is so good and he is so important to this team and, and just does so many things. Um, and I just, I thought I was very impressed with him. And like you said, his definitely handling the ball more. He seems more comfortable in that role. And, um, I think that, I think he's going to, he can be a really important part for this team, a really important piece. Cause you know, he, he, he just, he's, he's going to allow TJD to, to thrive when race is on the floor with him, he's going to open things up for him. Um, I think he can hit the outside shot if he needs to, but man, he just, the, the defense, the, the little, the little deflections, the, the rebounds, uh, he's just always in the right place at the right time. Yeah. He pulled down 10 rebounds for the game, uh, in 24 minutes, which is an impressive number. I think when we talked preseason or, uh, I, one of the things I had said was I'd love to see him, average and double figures and rebounding and he's off to a, a good start to be able to do that a couple of other things i'll note uh on the game uh that i thought was interesting that w- we didn't see Kristen lander we didn't see uh leal duncan and durr was obviously in in street clothes um so it'll be interesting to see how they get uh woven in galloway definitely has uh the confidence of uh uh, Coach Woodson, he, he got in for 13 minutes, and uh, like you said, I think did some nice things. A couple times, I think he was moving a little faster than his mind was moving, but I really liked his hustle. I thought, by and large, across the board, the team seemed springier, uh, 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 quicker, maybe. I, I don't know. Um, you know, taking out the the hedging and and some of the things that we we did in the uh, in the defensive uh, or on the defensive end under Miller um, maybe makes us look a little faster as well. I just, just the way the defense was played. But one thing I'll say, I I don't think there was a lack of uh, energy or effort on the defensive end. Uh, I, I, you know, Eastern Michigan scoring 47 in the second half is concerning, but uh, you kind of do still need to take, you know, again, note of that, what I'll call a, just a momentary uh, hot, uh, shooting moment for a, a guy that uh, just really turned it on at the end. And it, it was somewhat reminiscent of uh, some games where IU lost under Miller, where a uh, opposing player fairly late in the game really got a hot hand and the Hoosiers couldn't figure out how to shut that down. And it uh, ended up uh, snowballing to the point where we got, uh, you know, passed and uh, would lose some games. Yeah, I, I would agree. You know what our uh, three-point stats were? Yeah, so uh, the Hoosiers were four of twenty-four for sixteen point seven percent shooting, compared wow. to uh, Eastern Michigan, they were nine of twenty-three for thirty-nine point one percent. So right there, you can see, you know, five more made threes for them. Uh, certainly a big difference. Um, you know, we got to the line twenty times at twenty shots, but. Eastern Michigan got to the line 16 times. Uh, and uh, so, you know, you know, I mean, I just think that that's going to be one of those things that's going to come along for the Hoosiers. I do think that we're going to be a better three-point shooting team despite that really abysmal showing. And 
I, talking to some people earlier today, I really felt like when our guys were taking threes, it almost looked like they were so anxious to bury the um, the uh, bad shooting of last year that they were they were just uh, you know aiming aiming or trying too hard. I, I, they just didn't look like they were in a national uh, natural flow. Like uh, Parker Stewart, his first two so smooth, right in the flow of the you know the of the pass and taking the pass and right in the flow of the offense. It was just knocking those down, but I thought there was a lot of thinking on uh, shooting uh, last night as opposed to just letting it come to them. Yeah, those four threes were all hit in the first eight minutes of the game. I mean, you had Parker Stewart hit, hit his two. You had uh, uh, Johnson hit one and Fennessey hit one. Fennessey was really smooth, really in the flow of the offense. It was a kick kickover from uh, Race Thompson. And so, yeah, so they – and after that, they were they – were, uh, firing blanks but yeah that's 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 an area that's going to need to to get better and um and and i think it will i think it will so well great energy in the hall it was really exciting um i know uh, eastern michigan is considered to be one of the uh, maybe softer teams we're going to play this year but i do think um under uh, the leadership now of their first-year coach, Stan Heath, who we've seen uh, yeah. over the years, um, and it is a good basketball coach and uh, is back at his alma mater uh, coaching. I think um, similar to uh, Coach Woodson, you know, going back to his where he started his career. And um, so uh, they certainly had a fairly good showing, and, and we probably helped them a little bit in that. But uh, Hoosiers get a victory. They go to 1-0. And uh, all in all, Greg, I, you know, I think it leads in well to uh, Friday night, and we'll see how the, the Hoosiers come off of that game. But, um, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to get caught up in, in one night's stats and one night's, uh, you know, final uh, box score because, to me, the pieces there uh, seemed a lot more exciting than if we had a carryover from last year and hadn't made a change. I just think – we're going to be a totally different team and have some things that we're going to really be able to enjoy this year. Yeah, that's, I mean, different coach, but it, it doesn't necessarily um, solve the, the shooting woes. And we still saw those and the free throw woes. We still saw those, but to your point, if we had the same coaching regime, it would be a very depressing state right now. And, and because we don't, we're, we're very optimistic that the staff will continue to um, get these guys to, understand what they need to do to continue to improve. And so that's the, that's the direction forward. Yeah. So a part of I the think, energy I think to play that, I think to play the game though, had to be the TJD mm. he blocked, block, uh, block shot at one in and didn't just block it, but he, he blocked it and kept it in play and tapped it to a teammate. Then he sprinted to the other end of the floor and ended up with an alley. That, that was, that was impressive effort. Yeah. It was great. Uh, great. Um, you know, great play. They showed a replay, and I, the uh, commentators lying about uh, you. You, what was it? Something like you don't want to give him a snack. You got to feed the big dog or something like that. Give him a meal. It's pretty a meal. Pretty good yeah. stuff. Um, and you know, I think the energy was uh, high too because uh, the Hoosiers at the other side of the uh, assembly hall over there, in Memorial Stadium, uh, now have a uh, two and seven record. And so we just came off of a loss to uh, Michigan in Ann Arbor last Saturday, uh, lost seven, uh, 29 to 7, and uh, that followed uh, a loss to Maryland on the road. And, of course, the, the murder uh, Ohio State put on the Hoosiers, 54 to 7, 
back on October 23rd. So, Greg, I, you know, we there's the season's a bit lost, obviously. We're not going to be going to a bowl, but what, is there anything that we can kind of summarize here that we can build on, some things that we can look forward to maybe? Well, that's a good question, Alan. It's been a it's been a colossally colossally disappointing year, if that's even a term. But uh, uh, I think as somebody said the other day, it's like it's like stepping on a rake. You step on a rake, and it comes up and hits you in the face, and you're like, I didn't see that coming. It's just uh, it just it just whaps you, and, and and you're just you're stunned, and you and you just like what just happened. And this season has just been. I don't. I don't know that record-wise and outcome-wise, we could have scripted a, a worse uh, a worse showing compared to expectations. Uh, being ranked in the top twenty-five for the first time in sixty-plus years, and and um, and and, and we, it's just disintegrated. And and a lot. Of, there's a lot of reasons for that. Um, the ball not bouncing our ways, not getting some of the breaks we got last year. Injuries, uh, key injuries to key positions, and being uh, on our essentially four string quarterback um who i love i really like i, I, I think Donovan mcnally mcculley is a uh, is mcculley right donovan yeah and I, I think he's got a lot of potential it's just he, he didn't sign up for being um, a starter right right this right this minute but uh yeah McCauley was going to be just, a, was going to probably be a red shirt. Um, there's even talk that he might be a red shirt moving forward because uh, Penix and Tuttle are both back in practice. I don't know how realistic that is. I suspect McCauley has taken the vast majority of snaps uh, over the last two weeks now. Um, so I kind of anticipate he will probably burn up a, his uh, red shirt year. But if he does, then I think they ought to let him go ahead and, and start the rest of the way out because, frankly – Getting him experience uh, on the field and um, you know behind center taking snaps and in live action would be would be the most beneficial thing for the the uh, the team moving forward. Yeah, I just I, I can't. First of all, I, I I thought that if you played it's four games more, and he has four games, yeah, he's not played in four yet. So uh, okay, I was thinking he had, but he hasn't. Okay, um, yeah, well that's interesting, and I just don't know what. I mean, Tom Allen is very loyal to Michael Penix. He's very, we've seen that. Uh, he's very loyal to, to Jack Tuttle secondarily to that. Um, so you, you know, you just, you just wonder how he would, if those guys are healthy and can play, you know, does he, you know, you know, put Penix right back in the lineup. And I'm, I'm with you though. I think at this point, um, you just continue to play. Dominant and just getting more experience, but who knows? He, he may because I mean, you may say, well, he's the quarterback of the future. It's like, well, but Penix, I mean, because of injuries and red shirts, I mean, he could probably he he'd probably get a couple more years of eligibility, right? Possibly. So, yeah. That, so, it'd be so interesting then, to see if he really wants him, though. Um, yeah. You know, he 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 doesn't seem to me. He seems a bit of a, the more we've seen up to his second injury. He he seems to have kind of become a bit of a shadow of his prior self. Um, he's become a lot more one dimensional as a passer and uh, you know handing the ball off because he he while well, he's taken he ran a couple times um, after you know the injuries he's sustained. It, it's it's only in really uh, kind of dire you know situations. Whereas. Uh, McCauley has run a number of times, uh, and I really like that option because I think given the weakness of our offensive line, which we didn't 
anticipate um, having that additional dimension to the offense uh, helps keep things uh, a little bit more open. Yeah, I, I think, um, and ironically, I mean, the, going back to that Maryland game, that was the first first game all year. I mean, you tell you told me going in we were going to put thirty five points. I'm thinking, wow, we, I think we win that game, and and um, first game all year where the offense did enough, but the defense didn't. It's usually the other way around. Or, um, but uh, and then Michigan. I mean, we didn't look totally inept against Michigan. I mean, uh, there was some bright spots and. Um, I mean, watching Micah McFadden play is, is, is just a real treat. And he just, he's, he's such relentless and he's a warrior and he's just everywhere. And so, uh, probably the, the, the brightest spot of the week was when he was saying that, um, he's not completely, um, decided to, to, to not return. He's, he'll think about it. I mean, I, I still don't think he will, but yeah, a lot of, a lot of players say that during the season, but. He said, well, you know, I, I, I want to, he said, I, I want to win. I want to win a championship and we haven't done that. So I, I may, I may seek another year or seek, seek the COVID year, but, um, I still doubt that, but that would be amazing if he did, but yeah. he's, oh, uh, be he's, fantastic. He's, he's a special player. He really is. And yeah. it's a shame that his senior season didn't end up better than this. And I uh, saw so we were a six and a half point fave against, uh, Rutgers, and then we got Minnesota at home. So those those are two winnable games, but but yeah, mathematically we're um, yeah we're out. I guess it, yeah, but we're it, out. It, you yeah. know, I would say that if somehow they could run the table, uh, Rutgers, Minnesota, and then at Purdue, who uh, is having their own special season this year, um, then you know we'd be five and seven, and I think the Hoosiers could look back and say, uh, you know, what ifs. And uh, but given all that's happened, maybe it's something to build on. But they certainly have to put some wins together uh, here at the end, I think, to feel feel not good, but just just uh, content moving into the offseason that they're going to go and, and work and get better. Uh, my goal, my hope during the offseason. So I, I've advocated for uh, a, a change in offensive coordinator previously. And uh, I, I think the same should be said for Nick Sheridan. Um, I just don't think the call, the play calls, um, have been beneficial for the team or structured in a way that can really, um, uh, move us forward. Uh, you know, we, we haven't had a reception by a, a wide receiver since the Idaho game. That is a touchdown. I mean, a reception. touchdown. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I shouldn't mm-hmm. say reception. We had a few receptions, but no touchdown receptions yeah, that's, since the Idaho that's, game uh, back on startling. Uh, September, September 11th. Uh, so, yeah, let's uh, let's hope that maybe in the off season that Tom Allen takes a look at that. Um, I will say we still have much more talent on the team right now than we have in years past, and we have more coming in. So, you know, the future should be bright if we put all the pieces together. Um, and yeah, let's, let's hope for that. You just you gotta you gotta uh, not go on a long. Um, streak of uh you, you know in other words if you we've we've hit uh several bowls here in the last few years and and obviously we're going to miss this year but you can't you got to end that streak and get back to next year right you gotta uh just get somehow get six and just get back to maintaining some sense of uh respectability and, and build on it um but if you go put two years in a row like this then that, that then you're really sliding backwards and then a lot of the 
uh, faith and, and goodwill that was built up from last year is, is all but gone. So, but I, I agree with you. It's, I don't think it's, um, I think, I think this program has come a long way and, and it's not like just because of this season, all the good work they've done in terms of facilities and recruiting and, and, um, uh, positive brand is, is, is gone. I think it's just, uh, it's just been a disappointing year and, and some things just didn't go our way. Absolutely. Well, uh, Greg, listen, I think you need to get back to the ice bath. Um, I want you to cool the jets, you know, <laughs> get yourself a smoothie, maybe. Um, Moderation, maybe. Yeah, yeah. You, you, I will touch on real quick, but back to basketball, I guess we had our, uh, we had the, the three signees today. Is that right? We had some letters inked. Yeah, so um, I'm going to forget Gun, all yeah. the name, Gun, Banks, and... Caleb Banks, CJ Gunn, and, and Jalen Hood Shafino. Our five-star coveted guy. So um, yeah, so that's a great nice. thing for the the uh, 2022 season. And uh, in, the, in the soccer team, I saw where they beat Northwestern, Northwestern. 1-0. That will go to the finals um, in uh, men's soccer. Um, I'm not sure Big, what the, when the game is scheduled, but uh, yeah, the Big that, Ten tourney finals. Yeah. Which I don't know who that would be. I know they just I know Maryland just beat us, but. I don't know who I don't know who will be playing, but that was good news. And I think the IU women uh, basketball team are. I think they start tonight. Um, I haven't checked the schedule, uh, but I think it's tonight or tomorrow. So they're going to get their Butler, season. Maybe. Yeah, and you know, uh, rank top ten. So we really again ought to make sure we keep track of them. And uh, anyway, Greg, thanks for like thanks for playing hurt. I think uh, the Hoosier town needed you, and you came and delivered. And uh, yeah, so that's what we do for the Hoosier Town breakdown, Alan. We uh, there you go. We step it up. We All got right. to. Well, buddy, hey, take care. Feel better. And since I don't have any out music for us tonight, since we're uh, remote, I'm just gonna say, Mom, meatloaf. That's right. Back to the cave I go. All right. See everybody. Thanks for joining us on the Hoosier Town breakdown, and we'll be back soon with another big week. Hoosier Town so breakdown. So long, everybody. So long. See you, buddy.